Welcome to the Harbour City Podcast. We are a church in the East African port city of Durban, South Africa. Get to know us better at harbourcity.co.za or at Harbour City DBN on social media. We are currently going through the book of Galatians and we hope you enjoy this message. We uh, are continuing our Galatians series. We said that before the year was up, we would... Uh, complete it and so over the next four weeks pretty much for the whole month of August we're going to finish Galatians so we'll do a chapter each week Um, so we'll do four this week chapter five next week chapter six uh, the following week and then in the final week of August we're going to Galatians so if you were here for our first part of the Galatians series when we did one two and three um weeks but um i think that would have set the platform for what we're going to cover now quicker without leaving anything out um so can i pray and then we will get into it thank you for your word uh thank you for the public reading of scripture for how your word gets into us shapes us begins to shape our thinking uh, begins to shape who we are, um, and even this morning, as as we preach through your word, as as we declare your truth, I pray God that you would uh, uh, come in in some of our identity, Lord, just to see you um, in a in a real way this morning. In Jesus' name, we pray. Quick recap, um, and then we'll get into chapter four. And I'll mention three things um, from chapter four. It is a big chunky passage, uh, as you've heard, well done, Kirst, really was quite a, a, a chunky passage. Um, so I just want to give us a quick little recap um, of what we learned in the first three chapters, because the first three chapters really help us understand some really key things about the book, and I think help us understand some really key things uh, about the gospel. Um, so the first thing that I we would have learned is that the gospel is an announcement. The gospel is a message. Um, The gospel, because it is an announcement, because it is a message, I mean, the gospel is acultural in in one sense. It's one of the beauties uh, of Galatians. Andrew Wilson says one of the reasons why Christianity has been able to move, uh, it's kind of like head office, its base, its central focus from Jerusalem to Antioch, from Antioch to Rome, from Rome across the U.S. And now what most theologians say is that the, the, the head, the, the main base of Christianity is in the global south. Africa and South America is where Christianity is strongest and growing the, the most rapidly. Um, the, the center of Christianity has been able to move through different cultures in different spaces spaces because the gospel is primarily a message. It's an announcement. It's the declaration week after week uh, that Jesus Christ is Lord. The uh, forgiveness of sins is available because of the death and the resurrection of Jesus. The gospel is not a culture that we bring. It is a message that we declare. So if church here um, if you went into Russia, which now is uh, like, but if you went to Russia into a church on Sunday, it would look very different to here, and probably most of Europe would look different, and uh, US, and if you went to Brazil, uh, I've 
I had the privilege of going to Brazil. Church is very different uh, to, to here. If you went, like, there's so many different expressions of how the church is because the gospel is a message primarily. Paul, in the book of Galatians, is trying to help a cultural tension that's going on between Jew and Gentile, between uh, Greek Galatian kind of church and uh, the Jewish kind of proselytizers of the day that are trying to um, make them Jewish. Um, and what he does is right at the start, Paul reminds us in chapter one that the gospel is primarily a message. It's an announcement. It's a declaration. Jesus Christ is Lord. And proclaimed across the world in all different countries this Sunday, people are going to be declaring Jesus Christ is Lord. People will be breaking bread. And when they break bread, they're going to remember a message. They're going to remember that the Lord, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died and rose again. It is a message of grace. It is a message of what Jesus has done. It's not a message, per se, of what we do. It's a message of who Jesus is and what he has done. Uh, the second thing that, that we learned is uh, we learned about justification. So as, as you go through um, the first three chapters, you're going to get to chapter two, and we're going to learn that we are justified by faith in Christ and not by our works. Um, Paul does this over and over, even as he contrasts the clash between uh, you know, Barnabas, Paul, uh, Paul with Barnabas and Peter, and as he contrasts the fact that Titus, when they go to Jerusalem, wouldn't have needed to be circumcised, um, what is he, he's trying to highlight this idea that we, the people who have come to Christ, we are justified, we are declared righteous, we find our freedom in Christ, not by anything that we do, but by what he has done. The announcement has come. The message has come. And that message has brought freedom. It's brought grace. It's brought forgiveness of sins, not on the basis of, of what we do. It's not on the basis of how often we can go to church. It's not on the basis of, of how well we've done this week. Um, it's not on the, on the basis of anything that we do. It's on the basis of what Jesus has done. We are justified because of he died and rose. And this is good news. I don't know where you're at this week. I don't know how great, amazing, or bad your week has, has come. When we go to the table and we break bread, whether we've had a good day or a bad day, whether we're feeling amazing or not amazing, whether our week has been incredible and we feel like we're the most holy person on earth, or whether we've had the worst week and we feel like we're the most unrighteous person on earth, we all go to the table to break bread together because we are justified not by our weeks, we're justified by Christ. That is the message of Galatians over and over and over again is reminding us that our standing, who we are, is because of Jesus, not because of 
us. And then one of the final things we, we learned is that there's no second-rate citizens in the kingdom. Uh, at the end of chapter three, Paul has this, uh, Paul has this kind of like phrase at the end where he says, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, there is neither slave nor free, um, there is neither male nor female, all are equal in Christ. Uh, Paul, as he highlights the Titus uh, and the Gentile uh, kind of tension that was going on bet between them in chapter two, when he rebukes Peter, he's essentially reminding them that in the kingdom, there is no second rate citizens. There's no like kind of tears in the kingdom, like, oh yeah, you know, you've got first class seating here for this group of people. Um, I, I know in some churches, you get that, you get first I don't know how you get those seats on stage, but you get those seats or name tags on the front or, uh, you know, like this is your first class, you got the, the best seats and then others get the cheap seats, you know, they maybe sit at the back or Carmen says she's got the cheap seats, which are no seats at all at the back there, just uh, on the floor against the wall. Um, but, but there are no second-rate citizens in the kingdom. That's one of the things that Paul is trying to highlight. He's trying to highlight uh, amidst the tension between Jew and Gentile, amidst the tension that's going on about some people who say, oh, if you circumcise, then you are a first-rate citizen. If you follow all the, the Sabbath and the festivals and that, you're a first-rate citizen. And if you're not doing that, uh, you know, you're like, you know, like at the back end of the line of Christianity, what Paul is highlighting is that because of Christ, every person is a first-rate citizen in the kingdom. It doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor, doesn't matter whether you're black or white, doesn't matter whether you are Jew or Gentile, male or female, any kind of categorization that we can come up with, none of that matters in the kingdom. We are all equal. We all find ourselves on the same level. We all find ourselves in the same space. The gospel does not discriminate between class and race and gender and standing and education and every kind of thing that we want to put in place. The gospel makes no discrimination. Uh, the only discrimination it makes is are we in Christ or not in Christ? In Christ, we are all equal. This uh, long passage that uh, Kirsty has, has read, and I want to just bring out kind of three kind of points uh, from chapter four, but to get to those three points, I want to just highlight two pictures that chapter four 